Self-Love Warriors, it's your host Amelia Fortes. Just a heads up, in this episode, both me and my guest talk about our personal experiences with depression and how we got over it. If depression is something that you're dealing with, it is definitely recommended to consult a professional in order to determine your best course of action. Sending lots of love to you. I hope in this episode you find a lot of experience, strength, and hope for what you're dealing with. On to the episode. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Courageous Self Love, the official podcast for the self love revolution happening right here, right now, 24 7, 365. I'm your host, Amelia, and today's episode is all about mastering your mind. As some of you may or may not know, I'm a hypnotherapist and I wanted to invite one of my very favorite hypnotherapist friends into this conversation with me. Her name is Cherry Bly, certified hypnotherapist and mind trainer. I think I've picked the perfect guest to join us here today. Hi, Cherry. Hi, Amelia. I'm nice so to happy meet you. <laughs> Online. Nice to meet you. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Cherry and I, we met in hypnotherapy school. We both did a year-long program at the Hypnosis Motivation Institute. I feel like we both really pushed each other. We were there with each other every step mm-hmm. of the way. It was a pretty rigorous program. You know, it wasn't like a weekend to learn hypnosis thing. It was a year-long school. We got a lot of awards and recognitions. So we're very cool. <laughs> and I wanted to just talk a little bit about, I'll talk about mine too, but I wanted to hear your story, Cherry. Mm -hmm. How did you find HMI? That's, you know, short for Hypnosis Motivation Institute. And why hypnotherapy? Like what were some of the steps or things in life that led you to that? Yeah. Well, it was an interesting journey and I've always been interested in working with energy and I do Reiki energy healing. I also do something called Access Bars, which is another different body process energy work. And I was working on a friend of mine doing Reiki, and she's very intuitive. And she said, have you ever thought about hypnosis and hypnotherapy? Mm. I think you'd be really good at that. So I was like, oh, actually, that never really had occurred to me before. Mm -hmm. So I started looking into it, and I started going to some of the free classes that they have at HMI. Mm -hmm. and just kind of learning more about it and using it in my own life. Mm -hmm. And when I saw the changes that I was able to make in my life by being in control of my subconscious mind and of my thoughts and beliefs in different areas, I decided that that was something that I would like to learn more about and be able to use that with my clients. I did actually a lot of research on different hypnosis schools to go to and HMI, I mean, it's a year-long program, which nobody else has. And it's just so in-depth and involved. It and is. you learn so much about yourself whilst you're learning how to help other people. So it was a truly an amazing experience. 
I agree. And I met some amazing people. I was just going to say, you (laughs) happened to meet some of the best people in the world, just saying. It was funny because on that first day in class, Mm -hmm. Cheryl, our mentor, she said, you're going to be friends with all these people. I'm like, really? Maybe, maybe a couple of them, but actually we're all friends and we're all like a family now. So it, it was an amazing experience. It's so beautiful to go through an experience where we learn, we're learning how to heal others, but the, the best gift that also comes with that is we're healing ourselves and we're just creating these like lifelong friends. Like I feel so close to the people we went to school with and I love hearing about your journey. And I also love the part about the researching because you're in, you know, you're totally a researcher in, in so many ways. And I love when I have friends that are researchers because I'm not like I'm very much a sounds good. Let's do it, which is kind of my story. So (laughs) for me, I also was like into energy, but more like I I had a lot of healing that I wanted to do. And I like things fast. I'm kind of an instant gratification kind of person. And I was like, you know, I just want to get to that subconscious mind from various sources. I've learned that there's a whole part of your mind that's subconscious or these unconscious thoughts and they're actually running the show. So whatever you can do to get to that subconscious is the way to go. And throughout my life, I just learned you can either do that by like repetition, repeat, repeat, repeat over and over and over again until it becomes your thought or through like a big emotional event that usually gets you there or hypnotherapy. I definitely had to have heard about hypnotherapy several times. And I finally was at this point where I was like, you know what? I think I want to hire a hypnotherapist. But like, I was scared because I didn't know any. And I was just kind of like, let's just look into it. So that's where a little bit of my research came into play. And I just put it out there. And I was like, I need a hypnotherapist, you know? And so I, I looked it up. And someone sent me a link to someone's hypnotherapy bio. But uh, unfortunately, that person's bio did not attract me. But what I noticed was this was a school and it was in L.A. And then I saw the link for the free classes. So similarly, this is where Cherry, our stories converge. And I found myself literally at like every single one. And (laughs) they offered me like, why don't you just take a tour of the school and see if it's something you might be interested in? So I was like, sure, I'm here literally every other day at this point, taking all the free classes. So I just got the tour and I signed up for school. School was in session. And it was a pretty crazy choice because I was actually going through a year-long mystery school at the same time. Looking back, I'm like, holy crap, what was I thinking? I was doing a lot. But that's how I found not just hypnotherapy to be like a client of, but to be a teacher of and now a certified hypnotherapist. Tell me a little bit more about, I know you did a lot of research, Mm -hmm. but like, what were some of the main things that was like, okay, this is something I obviously have to look into more Mm -hmm. or or like Mm -hmm. actually do something about? Well, just finding out about how the mind works and how the subconscious mind is so much more powerful than our conscious mind. You know, it's like 88% subconscious mind and 12% conscious mind. Mm -hmm. So 12% of your mind is consciously like, Oh, I'd like to attract love or I'd like to um, be kinder to myself or um, I'd I'd like to have more money. Mm -hmm. Consciously 12% you're like, yes, this is what I'm 
looking at this is where I'm working towards but the subconscious programming that you have that 88% of the mind that's all the programming from when you're a kid and from the people around you your environment your culture all these things are going into the subconscious and making these associations so yeah if that part of the mind isn't on board with what you want consciously yeah. then it's like you're pushing against the wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> And that can anyone relate to that? <laughs> right? What? Yeah. That resonated with me so much. I was like, wow, okay, now everything kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, I've been yeah. saying these affirmations and I've been wanting to make more money, but yeah. I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere. So it's like, oh, that's because all my subconscious programming is moving in the other direction. The other direction. You know, exactly. Not safe. Move away, move away. Yeah. As you were talking, I just started doodling the iceberg. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Carrie and I were also both like our mentor is also Cheryl O'Neill. Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl also taught us therapeutic imagery, which is a a specific kind of, of hypnosis. And we're both therapeutic imagery masters. And the image of that is the imagery is, yeah, the imagery is think of the iceberg. The other thing as we talk about the iceberg is I think if you ever seen that movie Hitch, with uh will smith and um he's like you're like an iceberg and the guy's like oh because i'm a little tubbier (laughs) you know and he's like no it's that 90 percent of your mass is below the surface and so it's it's the same thing with the iceberg 88 percent is below the surface quote unquote and if that 88 percent is thinking money is bad then no deserve it i don't deserve it then no I'm no good at making money. Mm-hmm. All, all of that. All of things. that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many books you read almost sometimes. It's like. Or how many affirmations you say. Yeah, how, exactly. It's still going against what the main part of your iceberg is moving towards. It's like 12% of the power is going towards these affirmations that you're saying in your conscious awake life. But 88% of that is. I don't deserve it. I'm not good at it. Money is bad. Money is the root of all evil. Only spiritual money is good money. Were there any other things that had you? Well, it's also to do with self-love too, because, you know, if subconsciously we don't know anything about loving ourselves, about how to take care of ourselves, how to nurture and to really value ourselves, then we can be like, oh, yes, self-care. I'm doing self-care, but... You're doing the motions, but you don't have the emotion behind it. So it's not really giving you what you need. Yeah, for sure. So it's like hypnotherapy opens the doorway to being able to... The subconscious mind. Exactly, to the subconscious mind so that you're not just doing the motions. Even with money, right? You can just be grinding and grinding and grinding, but your your money is going to relatively stay the same Mm -hmm. until that 88% is on board. The other piece too about hypnotherapy, other than everything we just said, which to me is reason enough, but the other piece is that it's very relaxing. You know, I've done a lot of personal development stuff and a lot of it is like very emotional. There's like these experiential things that you go through or boot camp for your mind or whatever, but hypnotherapy, it's very relaxing. You sit in the comfy chair while someone with a very soothing voice is like talking to you it's just I never want to come out of hypnosis when I'm in a session (laughs) you're a hypno junkie 
Yes, I'm a hypno junkie. So that was another thing yeah. for me that was. was well, also, they say the more that you practice it, the better you get at it. Mm. It's like a musical instrument. So it's kind of like the musical instrument of the mind. You're learning how to play with your mind to be able to create the music of your life. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And that's so on point with mastering your mind. I wanted to talk about also how the mind is actually a tool or an instrument, right? Back to the analogy of learning mm -hmm. how to play the instrument of your mind to play the music that you actually want to play and not play out of tune, out of tune, meaning that 12% conscious is not in tune with that 88% subconscious. I think a lot of people, because we're brought up in, in our society and in our culture that our, our mind is like all we are sometimes. We're not like sometimes told that explicitly, but I feel like a lot of us behave as if that's everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I've been learning, you know, over the last few years that your mind is actually a tool. It's, it's not everything. It's, it's a tool that's actually supposed to help you. So like how the fork and the spoon are not the, the meal, but it's just the tool to help you get fed. What are your thoughts about that? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like a holistic view, right? So we're not just our mind. We're not just our body. We're not our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. But we can use those to help us move forward in life. Mm. And most of the time, we don't realize that we are in control of all yeah. these things. We have a choice of how we want to feel or the thoughts that we think or the emotions that come up. And, you know, sometimes things come up, but if we don't realize that we can choose something different, we just are floating along on the top of the ocean. Yeah. Letting the waves wash us here, there and everywhere. And we're not really being in control of where we're going. Mind mastery is the realization that you are not your mind and that you are able to use this tool and be in control of this and make different choices and decisions of where you would like to go instead of just being at the mercy of the mind being in control of you. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's so important. And so I think, I think it's a concept that people are generally coming to realize this as like, okay, this, this is true, but yeah. it's more like, okay, so now what do I do? <laughs> like, what do mm -hmm. I do? So just to kind of reiterate, like what I'm hearing you say, and, and I agree, our mind, aka like our thoughts, for example, our body, you know, whatever physical abilities it has or doesn't have or symptoms it has. And then you also brought up like feelings and emotions. And I think before we're aware of it, we, we think we're just kind of like a slave to it almost like mm -hmm. this is the way that I think, or this is how I feel. I'm pissed and I'm in rage and this is how I feel. So everyone must die, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you did this to me. So now I'm feeling this way. Yeah. And mm, it's that's a good one. Yeah. Being at the mercy of like the situation and the environment right. rather than realizing that you, you are able to choose something different. That's where the mastery comes in. Cause I don't want to say to anyone listening or to myself, even it's like, we're not expecting you to like be perfect. Like I'm always in control of my anger. It's like a, you're human, right? You're going to have a rage fit every right. now and then you're going to like fall into a puddle of tears every now and then. 
someone is going to piss you off to the point that you lash out. So it's not about being perfect, but it's about starting to like master it where right. your reaction is not as big or takes you as far as it used to. Right. Yeah. That's what it's, the mind it, training is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it's more about having the choice. So if something happens and in that snap second, you're, you get really angry. Yeah and you're doing anger, that's, that's totally normal and that's okay. And then you realizing you have the choice, do I want to keep on being angry? Would I like to choose something different? And if I want to keep on being angry, then that's fine. But it's being in the choice, choosing that rather than just letting the emotion take you over. Mm, I love that. So it's like mind mastery or mind training, it gives you access to more choices. Yes. If we don't realize that it's a choice, then we don't realize that we're choosing that. And, you know, I spent Mm. many, many years being depressed and having depression and feeling like really awful about myself and about life. And I came around eventually to realizing that I was choosing that. And that was a really hard thing to swallow, right? Oh, I have been choosing to feel this negative and this bad for many, many years. But as soon as I was able to consciously realize I could start making different choices and it wasn't an immediate thing, you know, right. Of course it was just realizing, Oh, okay. Do I want to continue to feel depressed to, to feel sad? Or would I like to choose something different and start to look at different things in my life that make me feel more happy or feel in a different way. And the more that I chose to be different, to be happy, to, choose happiness you got better at it. my life I got it's like yeah it was the training I was training yeah. my mind and yeah and now when I look back I couldn't even imagine being in that situation ever again not to yeah. say that it couldn't happen but it's just that I continually I'm choosing something different your mind choosing muscle to, is stronger. your happiness my, mind, my muscle. mind muscle is stronger yes I've been going to the mind gym yeah the mind gym <laughs> It's so funny. I love the mind gym. I was actually uh, on another episode. We talk about self-love and money and (laughs) we were talking about mind squats and like getting your mind booty, right? (laughs) Mind beach body or whatever. (laughs) If you want to have the mind beach body, you've got to go to the mind gym. Go to the mind gym and that (laughs) is hypnotherapy. (laughs) What were some of the little things that helped you start to pull you out of that kind of depression? Mm Yeah. Yeah to keep on with them with the gym analogy you know if you go to the start going to the gym you don't immediately do 100 pound weights right 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 you, <laughs> you build up to that unless you so, want to hurt yourself so it's well, similar with your mind yeah. yeah and you could hurt yourself or you could take it easy and build up the muscle in a slow and, and a sustainable way mm-hmm. um, but definitely having that realization that i could control my emotions I didn't have to be at the mercy of my emotions I could choose something different and finding the small things that I could do that would help me to feel in a different way so maybe it was for me going out for a walk in nature to me that is one of the best things that I can do for myself because it really energizes and refreshes me and it just gives me that kind of emotional boost that happiness boost yeah. So I started going out hiking more in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
seeing friends who are positive, taking classes with my life coach. And she taught me a lot of different tools that I was able to use. Just doing these little things. But the first thing was to become aware of it and to decide that I wanted to feel different. And I wasn't going to let that run my life anymore. That's usually the first step, right? Like first you become aware, Mm -hmm. then you decide. And I like to have an intermediate step because I can relate to the deciding being still hard. So it's like you become aware, then it's the willingness. Like I'm not ready to decide right now, but I'm willing to one day decide. (laughs) And and that's that's the whole point of like the baby steps, right? I know for me, one of the things, because sometimes even just going out for a walk, depending how sad I am or where I'm at, and I haven't been there in a while, but I've definitely been in some dark moments. Sometimes that was even too much. And so for me, I remember it was just like a thought just came into my mind of like, you know what? If I get up and brush my teeth, I'm going to consider this a pretty baller day, you know? And so it was like, and even if it didn't happen right away, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. You know, I get up. I Mm-hmm. smallest step the Small, smallest like whatever step, the smallest step is that can lead to the next step and it did when brushing my teeth was like okay that's a little bit too much it's like okay how about I just sit up mm-hmm. <laughs> okay I can sit okay I'll sit up okay now I'm sitting up how about I put my feet on the floor okay and definitely once I brush my teeth take the shower like then it kind of escalated from there I think the point yeah. is is like this the smallest step and you can acknowledge your feelings too. It's not like you have to banish them. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm feeling this way right now and that's okay. And maybe I would like to feel a different way, but I'm going to feel this way for a while, just wallow in the self-pity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's okay. But it's like, is that where you want to stay really? Or is there somewhere else that you'd like to try and move no. into? But it's not about, denying anything or banishing no. it. acknowledging harmful if you do. yeah exactly yeah. so acknowledging it and saying okay and this is okay this is everything is okay mm-hmm. and you know just trying to see what the smallest step is to allow you to move out of that and I love that that you brought in acknowledging the feelings because that's a big piece of self-love and that's a that's mm-hmm definitely been a big piece of my self-love journey because I feel like society out there quote-unquote shames a lot of different feelings either shames it or like denies it and that's been the biggest detriment to to people because it's like that 12% conscious mind is trying not to feel sad or trying not to feel mad when it's like it's okay to be sad it's okay to be mad it's okay to wallow in self-pity, but then to your point, like, all right, but how long do I really want to stay here? Mm-hmm. And even if you say maybe just another day, then okay, that's your ch- back to choice, right? It's right. all about choices. Yeah, it's realizing that you have the choice and allowing yourself to do whatever it is that you feel like doing at that moment. Yeah. But knowing that you, if you would like to change it, you, you'd have that option. Yeah, for sure. And maybe that's just taking the very smallest step. Yeah. Whatever it takes. And coming back full circle, you know, I think another reason why I loved hypnotherapy as a solution, in addition to access to the subconscious, in addition to it's very relaxing, is also it's a way to to make those different choices faster. Mm -hmm. Like back to that mind training. 
-hmm. you know, where let's say, for example, just since we're talking about the gym, you know, you want to be able to like work out a certain number of days a week or exercise, but for whatever reason, you have these beliefs or thoughts that are keeping you from it. Hypnotherapy is a great way to get you into that habit faster than you probably would have trying to do it on your own. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Back to the whole mind training thing. So, I mean, I think we made a really great case for mind training and going to the mind gym and, and hypnotherapy. And, and the, the goal really of this was just to those of you listening, open up your mind to the choices available to you around this. So my invitation to you is if hypnotherapy is sounding kind of cool, do your research, make yourself feel good about it. Cherry and I are available for those kinds of services. And so you can reach out to us just to dispel some of the myths. There's no way we can control you. It's all like your conscious mind is still there. You know, we can't put anything into your subconscious that you don't want there, but you know, do your research, make yourself feel good about it. And if it's something you want to look into, definitely look into it in the same vein. I definitely wanted to get to something that Cherry has been having so much fun with and is getting quite famous for in our, in our world (laughs) And I, 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 I'm so happy to highlight this. Cherry hosts these things called PK parties. And since I'm not the expert, you know, tell us what is a PK party? What is PK? You know, why? P- well, let's, let's start with the what first and then we'll go into the why. But yeah, tell us. A yes. More. PK stands for psychokinesis, which is literally mind over matter. Mm. So the PK parties that I've been hosting are um, spoon bending parties where we use energy to be able to affect matter, which in this case is the spoon. So we've been bending spoons up with our mind. Literally like the matrix. (laughs) Literally. There is no spoon. (laughs) It's a lot of fun and people get excited and they kind of come to realize the power of their mind. So The reason that we bend spoons is not because we weren't bent up silverware, (laughs) but it's because if you can affect matter, if you can affect metal with your mind, then what else is possible? People come, they bend up their spoons, they get amazed, and then they go home and they go out into the world and, you know, they have that knowledge now that, oh, I have this really powerful mind. What else can I do? What else can I affect in the outer wake life? I love that. I'm sure people are like, do you really, can you really bend a spoon with your mind like the matrix? And I'm sure it's, it's like fireworks. You have to like be there to experience it. But what do you tell them when people are like, what? I say, yes, everyone can do it. Why don't you come and find out? I love that. I've actually just posted the video from uh, my American Hypnosis Association conference talk about spoon bending. I posted that on my website so people can go and check that out if they're interested. You can do it on your own and you can do it from home. But the reason that we do it in the parties is because when more people get together with that energy just creates so much more. So if someone were to watch this seminar that you did at the AHA, which it's American Hypnosis Association, could they be at home with their spoon and do it along with you? Yeah. But it's better, but to your point, it's better in the parties because everyone's around. Well, there's just more energy, more excitement, but people were doing it when they were live streaming the event. And um, all I have to say is don't use your best software. 
Oh, to get, get <laughs> some it's gonna get to get practice with. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you want to really manipulate it into like a shape, a new shape <laughs> to like hang over the bowl, right? <laughs> you could do that. Yes. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't need uh, metal welders anymore. We have PK, we have psychokinesis. I love that. So definitely go to Cherry's website. It's cherrybly.com. I'll link it in the show notes, but you can see her presentation on that there too. I love that. It's fun. Everybody <laughs> has a great time. Yeah. As we wrap up this episode, we talked about a lot of different things, but if there's one thing, listener, now that you've listened to this whole thing and, and heard all these different conversations, here's what I leave you with. You know, what, what would you say? Well, we did talk a lot about a lot of things, but I think the main thing that I would like to leave people with is your mind is very powerful and you are able to use that power, that tool to create what you would like in your life. And once you have that realization, you can do your research, you can look up different things and find what speaks to you and how you would like to use that powerful tool that you have within your head to bring more joy, love, peace, happiness, success, whatever it is that you would like into your life. You have the power. You have the power. Use it. (laughs) I love that. And I, yeah, I echo everything you say, Cherry. Thank you so much. If this has inspired you and lit a fire in you, definitely go to the internet, research something, look something up and get some support. Because I think the theme, like if I were to leave everyone with one thing, it's get the support, whether that's in the form of finding that one friend, at least who's into what you're into, or finding that life coach, you know, you mentioned you had a life coach that can support you, or finding that a hypnotherapist who can support you, whatever it works for you, you know what's best for you, but definitely use this inspiration as an opportunity to take that first step towards mastering your mind. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Terry. I'm so excited to have you on this show. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you for inviting me on. And it was wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Courageous Self Love, the official podcast for the self-love revolution happening right now. I'm your host, Amelia Fortes. Talk to you soon. Hey, if you're loving the show, make sure you become a patron. For as little as $2 a month, you can get episodes where you can't get anywhere else. Go to patreon.com slash the Amelia Fortes. I'm doing mad.